Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Becoming Eve show. Uh, my name is Bridget Marie Anyeke. I'm the founder of BridgetMarie.org. So, um, I know you've probably heard the word feminist so many, many times in different ways, different contexts. And maybe you're one of those people when you hear feminist, you're like, no, this is just wrong. Or you get afraid or scared of the word or you you like the word, whatever. I, I, I have come across different people with different emotions or reactions to feminism. And I don't think anybody is unaffected by that word because it just brings so many things with it. Well... I'm not, I'm not going to talk about what feminism is, how to define it. I'm just going to tell you why I believe I'm a feminist and why I believe that God wants you to be a feminist as well. So before I start, I'm going to set some kind of foundation for this, for this discussion. I'm going to go back to the book of Genesis chapter 1 when God created man and woman because it says God created man in his own image and likeness, male and female he created them. So in other words, you and I have been created specially in God's image and likeness. Not that men have been created separately in a special or stronger image and likeness of God, or women lower or just to some degree, you know, this is 70% image and likeness of God, but women is 60%. No. The Bible was very clear. God created man in his own image. And the use of man in this context means humanity. So God created man his image and likeness because it goes further to say in um, male and female, he created them. Okay, so... Hopefully that's, you know, self-evident or obvious. Now he goes further on to say, he looked at all his creation creation, and said it was very good. In other words, it wasn't that one was bad or was one key, one was, you know, just good enough. It was very good. And this is by God's own standard. So if God says something is very good, then we can imagine that his excellence is perfection itself. So that's fine. But there's a problem. Or a problem came along and that was the original sin. And we fell. And again, I'm not going to go into the narration of the original saying. If you want to read it, just go to your Bible, Genesis chapter 3. And to explain everything, you can read and refresh your mind about what happened with the original sin. But the consequences of original sin was that we lost some of our perfection. You know, we're, we're going to struggle to eat. As women, we're going to struggle to have kids. Uh, our husbands are going to dominate us. So many things happened. But God didn't leave us orphans. God in his infinite wisdom and love said, you know what, I'm not going to leave you guys alone. You've made a mistake. I'm going to help you. And I'm going to send my son to redeem you. And he did. Christ came into the world. He died for us. He gave us abundant grace. He showed us the way back to the Father. Because Christ came, we are no longer bound by original sin. Even though we still feel his imperfections, we still are not bound by it. We have the grace and the means necessary to claw our way back to God, to claw our way back to our perfection, the perfection that God created for us, to become the best version of ourselves. Now, I know that this is not easy. It's not something that, um, you know, it's, it, it sounds easy, but it's not, because we know that we, we have our own imperfections. We can see imperfections everywhere around us in the world. So now, I have set the context for this discussion. I'm not going to explain why I believe why I'm a feminist and why I believe God wants you to be a feminist. So we've established that we have been created in the image and likeness of God, both men and women. And we both have potential to do great things because we have been created in the image and likeness of God. However, honestly, you have to be a hermit or living under the rock somewhere for you not to understand that women don't have as many opportunities or women are sometimes as a disadvantage, more as a disadvantage than men. In the world around us 
So if you're one of those people, because I have met some people who have said, women are not discriminated against. Women have all the advantages that they need. Women this, women that. If you belong to that, uh, I don't know, school of thought, I'm not going to, I'm not addressing this video to you because I don't even know where to explain, to start with the data and the science and the information. If you just Google it or find somewhere to find, you know, data that you need to understand whether this is true or not. However, if you're like every other person who lives in this same world that we all live in and had, you know, look and can, you know, take a look around what's going on, you know that as a woman, you're at a disadvantage. If you're a man watching this, you know that your sister, your mom, your aunt, your friends that are women, your wife, find things a bit more difficult than you do. If you are one of those people who belong to this group of thought, then please continue to, to, to listen. Now, so Pope John, Pope John Paul II um, talks about the genius of the woman, the feminine genius. And in that, he was talking about how women have something really special that they bring to their family, that they bring to their workplace, that they bring to their society. And it's all fantastic. It's all great. Except that when women are not allowed to embrace their genius, when they are not allowed to use, express that genius, when they are kind of discriminated against, when they are held back, then what happens to that genius? It just dies. It's like, uh, it's like what Jesus said and said, you know, you can't hide a, 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 you know, hide a lamp under the bushel. Nobody's going to see it. So if women bring something special to their homes, to their kids, if women bring something special to their society, if women bring something special to the workplace, then it's extremely important that we allow women to do what they have been created to do. Otherwise, what happens? Society suffers, the family suffers, the church suffers, because a very important part of his population is not allowed to express herself. The family suffers because a very key person in that home is not allowed to do, bring her best into, the, into, into, into that home. And that happens everywhere and anywhere. So, it's extremely important that this genius of women, this feminine genius, is allowed to breathe, to, to, to is, is, is nurtured, is, um, is allowed to express itself. But we know that women are discriminated against, women can be in abusive situations, women are struggling with poverty, women are not allowed to do the best they can do in different ways across the world. And it doesn't matter where you live, whether you live in the least developed country in the world on the most developed country in the world there are issues that women face now this is why i'm a feminist because as a feminist i believe it's one of my roles or my job to help women to be able to stand up high and be the best that they can be because that's what god wanted he didn't create half of his population also half of his children half of mankind to be suppressed he didn't create half of his, you know, half, half of humanity to be silenced. He didn't create half of, of, his, of his people, of his children, to not be allowed to breathe. And when I'm saying allowed to breathe is if a woman is going to apply for a job and then because she's a woman or a, mo a, woman or a mom, she's not allowed to get, get that job, then she's been held back. If she's been held back because she's black, because of color of her skin, she's been held back. If she's been held back because... Um, you know, you, you, a, a man believes that his wife has to be his servant, his slave, and she's not allowed to make decisions for the kids, or she's not allowed to be herself or grow her career, then she's been held back. And it's up to you and I to do something about it.
and that's why i'm a feminist and that's why you also are called to be a feminist now i'm not saying that we all go out there with placards and we're all fighting or burning our bras and all those things no the kind of feminist feminism i'm talking about is one that says i see you you're a woman and i see you i know who you are you're a child of god you've got your own dignity so please be free to be the best you can and i'll help you i'm not just going to say that to you but in any way i can help you i will help you so Rather than thinking of it as some a militant feminism, and there is a place for that. I'm not denying that there's a place for that. For, for most of us, our brand of feminism is to look at the woman next to, to, to us and say, I see you, I hear you, I will do anything I can to help you. It means that if you see a woman being discriminated against, you're saying, no, stop it, it's not allowed. If you see a woman being abused, you're saying, no, stop it. Don't do that. It's not allowed. She's a, she's a daughter of God and she needs to be treated as such. It means looking into the mirror ourselves and saying, you are enough. You don't need anybody to abuse you. You don't need anybody to discriminate you. It means standing up tall and saying, I'm a woman and I'm proud of it. It means saying, I'm worth it. It means saying, I've got potential. I'm going to, ex I'm going to expand and I'm going to express my potential. It means looking around and saying, can I join... Um, can I go on projects? Can I join um, um, groups of people? Can I do something for women, not just within my immediate society, uh, immediate environments, in my society, but women across the world? Now, like I said, not everybody is going to do something on an international scope or an event, but each one of us can help ourselves. We can look into the mirror and say, I am going to help myself to become the best version of myself. I'm not going to stand for abuse anymore. I'm not going to stand for discrimination anymore. I'm going to be myself because God has called me to be that woman, that woman, his daughter. And I'm going to stand up for as many women as possible. And if you're a man watching this, you're going to say, I'm, going to not, I'm not going to allow my daughter to be discriminated against. I'm going to support my wife to be the best version of herself. I'm going to help my female colleagues you know not make things more difficult for them because she has to go home and take care of a sick child it means saying okay i'm in the church what can i do to support women so that their voices are also being heard so guys this is why i'm a feminist this is why i believe you've been called to be a feminist by god and uh, hopefully it resonates with you and you are now calling yourself a feminist without fear without shame and with your head your head held up high so take care and i'll see you on the next um, episode of Becoming Eve Show. Meanwhile, before you leave, um, I would like to invite you to get the free guide, the free guide on the BridgetMarie.org website. So it's um, www.BridgetMarie.org. The link will be below somewhere in this video. Um, there's a free guide there that helps you, that kind of gives you tools that can help you to become the best version of yourself as a woman. But most importantly, Please subscribe to this show, Becoming Eve's Show, because then you don't want to miss the next episode. I'm going to be talking about many things, some of them controversial, some of them inspiring, some of them encouraging, some of them eye-opening. I'm going to be sharing my own journey with you, and I hope to take you along with me. Take care, and God bless.